Welcome to the Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. Each fortnight on Mondays, we interview a local expert from a different cropping region to provide you with a regional weeds focused update. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Regional Update with myself, Jessica Strauss, and this is our last Regional Update for 2020. They've been really well received, so we'll continue them next year, but this is the last one for the year. So thank you for all of the agronomists and farmers who have come on this year for this new podcast that we launched because of COVID originally, but it's done well. So thank you to everyone. But today we're going to be heading to the Northern region. We're going to be chatting with agronomist Paul Nelson from Total Ag Services. He's based in Cropper Creek in New South Wales, and he'll be giving us our regional update today. How are you going, Paul? Yeah, going well, Jess. I hope you are too. I am. I'm really, uh, yeah, really happy to speak with you. Before we get into what's happening in your region, can you just tell us a little bit about your role and where you're based? Yeah, well, my role is, is an agronomist uh, and I guess business manager for Total Oak Services based in Cropper Creek. And we service an area north of the Queensland border, uh, out towards Kaluna, down around Palamalawa, across the Warialda, the Lungra Graves End. And up into Kulatai North Star. So it's a nice little part of the world normally. Yeah. So um, what what conditions has your region been experiencing? Could you give us a bit of an overview? Yeah, well look, if we come out of out of this winter, like prior to this winter, of course, like everybody, we were gripped in one of the worst droughts we've ever seen. But we've got a, a nice start to winter with a good plant wall to wall, basically winter crop with nothing much left to summer because everyone was so desperate to get some cash flow. Um, so lots of barley, wheat, chickpeas went in in the main, with our main aim focusing on those barleys and wheat to get some stubble cover because we haven't had stubble cover for some time. Right. And, of course, moisture retention is extremely important in this part of the world. So the crops went in. Early rainfall was good and they got away to a great start in most cases. The rainfall was patchy with sort of areas west of, uh, Cropper Creek and then wrapped down through Palamalawa to the southwest and across into Warialda and the Lunga being very good and producing magnificent yielding barley and wheat crops. But if you're headed into the northern sector up through North Star, across through Kulatoy and out to Yetman or up towards Gundawindi, it dropped off really, really quickly and, you know, the, the rainfall events there were not as good right. in that sort of northeast corner. So, Big range in in yields, you know, mm. down below the three tons to the hectare to, to well up over sixes and sevens in in our own little patch. So I'm talking barley there, yep. And some of the wheat, yeah, you know, up around the five to six in the really good spots, and down to the twos to two and a half tons per hectare, and where well, they didn't get the rain. Yeah, lots and of variation. And the difference was maybe fifty kilometres as the crow flies. At yeah, most. wow. Yeah, so right. Patchy. Yeah, and a, and a dry finish. We looked like we were all scared about getting wiped out by a week full of storms and heavy rain there that had been predicted, but they didn't eventuate. Um, a little bit of hail in some spots, but in most cases, everybody got through unscathed and the harvest is now done. Extreme heat conditions been here for the last couple of weeks and certainly this week. So the bits and pieces of sorghum that are in the ground have struggled, to say mm. the least. Um, the earliest planted around in head now and and looking okay, but the yields won't be magnificent. One's planted a little bit later, so say six weeks ago, they're, they're doing it tough with the heat. Yeah, that's no good. 
And so what would your advice be for growers who are experiencing that? Do you have any tips, I guess, with a weed control perspective? What's your kind of take on that? Well, clarify that question. I think any of the crops that are, the sorghum crops that are in the ground now suffering, most of the weed control, you know, we've, we've put down as residuals with the atrazines and the jewels yeah. uh, to try and compete against summer grass and broadleaf weeds. So they've got their weed cover on, but the rainfall events to incorporate that weren't there. Mm. But we'll need a rainfall event to see what's going to happen. And if, if we get uh, germinations of weeds through not only the sorghum crops but the fallows now, we'll, we'll treat those as they come. But we, we're going to need significant rainfall. Yeah, okay. We've put a lot of residual herbicide out onto stubble country. I'm just talking our group of agronomists in an effort to compete against weeds that are causing resistance issues or difficult to kill, feathertop roads, milk, thistle, barnyard grass and the like. So we've had to come up with strategies to try and keep those in check because the, the glyphosate's just not doing the job that it used to. So we've had to take on a, a residual program approach, change the groups up, try and hit particularly the likes of feathertop roads and barnyard grass with different modes of action. Uh, try and get them before they get out of the ground because the glyphosate and group A mixes just aren't doing the job. So we need to hit them with as much as we can in our armoury. And of course, we don't want to plough because we need that double cover. Yeah, definitely um, makes sense. Are there any other yeah. tactics that growers in your region are looking at or, or doing now that they weren't in previous years? Well, of course, the, the, the onset of camera spraying has been a godsend for the lots of resistant weeds. Yeah. We can use some. You know, some fairly expensive chemistry at high rates without a large cost per hectare because of the uh, insignificant amounts that you're treating. Mm, yeah. But again, that's relying on the weeds getting up out of the ground. And we're yet to see what this summer brings to us as far as resistant weeds or difficulty to kill because we haven't had the rainfall events to get things flying yet. Yeah, so quite a bit of uncertainty. So what, what tips would you offer growers at this time of year given the circumstances you're in at the moment? Well, with our growers, what we're trying to do is get a blanket protection down in the form of residual herbicide. Think about your immunotolerant crops that you can come into later on, and with your wheats and barley in particular, where you've got a fallow that you know you have a barnyard grass or a feather top road issue. We're certainly advising that we use the different forms of residual chemistry that are now at hand, the amazepics, the Isoxaflutiles, which is the balance, everyone, the flame and the balance, they'd know them as. Diurons for your broadleaf weeds. Picloram for your milk thistle, it's a bit difficult. Dual gold, of course, is another one up our sleeve for grass control, barnyard grass, feather top roads, liver seed grass, those sorts of things. So mix it up is what I'd advise to growers. Mix it up, keep our stubble, try and get them before they get out of hand, stop things going to seed, particularly the feather top roads. We're not doing too bad with it, but I've seen it get out of hand north of us. And when it gets out of hand, it's trouble. But if we can stop it from going to seed in the patches that we've got now and be vigilant and diligent in our staying ahead of it, I think we'll we'll do all right. Well, that's good advice. And before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd like to add? You can speak a bit more broadly about tips you'd like to offer or anything else you'd like to add for growers as this will be the last regional update of the year. So we'd love, yeah, if you've got yeah. any other advice, we'd love to hear it. Uh, be kind to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, hopefully we'll get, a, we'll get a bit of rainfall. They've been promising us that La Nina's here and that, you know, don't worry, the drought's broken and we're all going to be wet and there'll be creeks flooded and 
but we haven't seen it yet. And this heat is getting concerning with the dryness that's about. You know, so I just hope for everyone's sake, including our business that needs rainfall for us to, to do any good, that we get these fallows full again. And we don't sort of don't slip backwards. This year was it was a bit of a relief for a lot of us in the area and I know there'll be people that missed out. But for those that did okay, you know, it's been great to see for the first time in three years. But we're gonna need a backup on that with either a reasonable summer crop or at least another great winter crop. Yeah, we're not allowed the woods yet. None of us either, whether whether we're farmers or whether we're businessmen providing to the industry. Certainly, Paul. Well, thank you so much and we'll keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully that rain does come. But thank you so much for joining us on the regional update, being our last guest of 2020. We really appreciate you spending the time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jess, and all the best to you for Christmas and yours.